0: And welcome to the One Man Renegade Podcast I am your host the Honorable Greg B And this is chapter 94 As we get oh so close To the triple digits The 100, the century mark Um, yeah Yeah, um I don't don't really have a plan yet For what I'm going to do I want to do something special for that episode I don't know what it's going to be Um, we're still a ways away We still got six more to go after this um, so, I don't know, in the, still in the planning stages, but there'll be something. It might coincide with my birthday, potentially, too, so maybe something there, I don't know. I don't know, but still in the planning stages, nothing set in stone. Um, alright, so it's been a week, uh, since I last talked to you, everyone, and, you know, given that San Diego Comic-Con, uh, took place, I, you knew there was gonna be a lot of news coming out of there, and obviously... Uh, last week there was the the uh, little news that came out about Thor four. Uh, we got a lot more information about that, so we're going to talk in about that. So let's just dive into the matinee moments, uh, matinee memories. What, what did I what did I call this segment? Either way, matinee moments. Yeah, matinee moments because these have been happening. So um, San Diego Comic Con happened. Might still be happening. No, I think it's over now. I think it was pretty much all last weekend or last week or. I'm not quite sure when it started and ended, but it happened. Um, so lots of news coming out of there. Um, I mean, first and foremost, I think to go along with the all the uh, MCU news, I think it you know has to be said that Avengers finally, Avengers Endgame finally passed Avatar for the highest-grossing movie of all time worldwide. Um, obviously, domestically, it's never it wasn't going to come close to. Um, force awakens and it won't but um worldwide it did pass avatar now i don't know how far ahead of avatar it's gonna end up being you know it's only a few million i think ahead of it right now uh when all when all is said and done now it's interesting because if disney hadn't bought fox or 20th century fox i should clarify and you know with avatar 2 supposedly on its way next year no two years um, for me it it wouldn't have surprised me um if you know and and I know avatar's already already put out a special edition once upon a time um to um you know back in theaters and to bump up their numbers, but it wouldn't have su- wouldn't su- have surprised me. If Fox was like, all right, well, we're going to put Avatar back in theaters, maybe add a couple of scenes or something, whatever, um, you know, in, in preparation for Avatar 2 coming out, because, you know, at that point it's going to be 12 years since Avatar came out, so people might need a little memory of what actually happened in Avatar and why it was such a big deal and what all the craze is about, and you know, so put it back in theaters for a little bit. People are like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it doesn't translate on television. I mean, I saw it on television. It was like, what's the big deal? But everyone that saw it in the theaters like, oh, my God. And now that's 12 years later. I don't know if that's still the case. I don't know. But uh, if they put it back in theaters to kind of refresh everyone's memory about it, I could see that. And if they did that, it might bump it back over Avengers Endgame, but whether they do that or not, which they might still, who knows? For Disney, it's kind of like, eh, why would we want to do that? We own it now, but one of the movies that we actually put out is the number one gross movie of all time worldwide. So why would we want to, you know, uh, put another movie that even though we own now, we didn't put it out initially to go ahead of the movie we did put out? Now, It might be a good idea for them just to make money um, in terms of, you know, getting the the hype up for Avatar 2. But I think there's a sense of pride maybe a little bit, especially from the Marvel side of things. Because it's like, oh, well, if you start doing that, why don't we release all the Star Wars back in theaters in 3D like Fox was going to do before that all changed and um, Lucasfilms got bought up by Star Wars. Uh, I mean the only Because <laughs> uh, that's a whole other thing The whole 3D thing that they were going to do with all the Star Wars movies Was a daunting task That never got farther than Phantom Menace But with doing that With Phantom Menace It bumped that movie up um, The 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 um, the um, list of highest grossing movies Because they added a whole bunch of money That you, know, you wouldn't have expected to see You know 12 years later Or whatever it was uh, after the movie came out. Obviously, Star Wars did that. The original Star Wars. and I think E.T. at the time was the highest grossing movie. At least domestically. I don't know about worldwide. The worldwide numbers weren't really as big of a factor until probably... I want to say probably Phantom Menace came out. When, and then people started looking at that being like, wait a minute. We got to be looking at this from like a global scale. Because, like, sure, the money in the United States is great but it's like these some of these movies are doing like tons of money overseas and no one's really looking at that and factoring that in and it's still kind of you know one of those things where it's like you know everyone i mean obviously we live i live in the united states so everyone talks about oh you know lion king did 185 million dollars this week oh yeah well that was in that states but worldwide it did 230 or whatever you know i don't know how much it did but um i'm not here to talk about lion king i haven't seen it don't plan on seeing it, you know. Cartoon for me was fine twenty five years ago. I'm good. Um, you don't need to do live animation. <laughs> Cause that's the whole thing. The thing that kind of bothers me about liking and I'm so, total side tangent. I'll get to back to the Avengers and and our MCU in a minute. But you know, with with Beauty and the Beast and Aladdin. Um, yeah, you had actors and stuff in it. Yeah, you know, you kind of did CGI stuff with, like, the characters that obviously aren't real. Uh, that, you know, from the cartoon. But you had real people being the people. Lion King, there's no people. This is all animals. You know, it's kind of the issue with the Jungle Book, too, I think, a little bit. Because it was like, well, yeah, I mean, you know, the kid's a kid. But it's like, everything else is just... You took the cartoon version and made it super cartoon. You know, CGI instead of, like, hand-drawn, drawn, drawn drawn CGI. It's, like, it's still, like, I don't know. It's just, like, I don't get it. It's, (laughs) you know, it's, it's, like, uh, I I don't even know. I mean, you want to remake the movie, fine, remake the movie. But, like, it's just, it's just so, like, people call it, like, live action. It's, like. No, no. Live action like would be like if you know more like the Broadway show, I guess. People dressing up as the characters or whatever, or like their real things. Like let's say Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movies, the live action Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movies. Those were guys in costumes. Those weren't CGI turtles. At least on um, the original one back in the nineties. I don't know about the recent ones. I haven't seen them, so I don't know. But you know what I mean. It's like live action has a different connotation when you're just using CGI as opposed to there's a guy in a suit playing this character. It's completely different. So if it was guys in suits playing lions and and whatever, okay, fine. But it's just CGI, so it's just cartoon but, like, different? (laughs) Whatever. Whatever, fine. Make all your money, Disney, fine. Um, But I'll stick to the original. Um... Okay, so getting back to the MCU. So, yes, Avengers, all-time greatest movie. Sorry, all-time grossing movie. So, the what, what am I trying to say? The number one all-time grossing movie worldwide. Uh, and that's not adjusted for inflation or anything like that. Because, obviously, if you adjust for inflation, it gets wonky and weird. I, I know domestically it's gone with the wind. Worldwide, I don't know, but that's the problem with the worldwide stuff is the worldwide box offices numbers are kind of eh. Prior to, like, you know, the late 90s or so. Um, Maybe Jurassic Park. I I feel like with the bigger movies, they were kind of better about it. Certainly, um, in the, you know, in the more recent times. You know, the last half of, you know, probably the last 20 years or whatever. Um, And of the 20th century um, and certainly 21st century, but it's like, how are you going to go back and like see how many people in, you know, Argentina watched gone with the wind. I have no idea. You, you, no idea. Like, I, did they even show it in Argentina? Did people in Argentina like, it, I don't know. Did they even have movie theaters in Argentina in the, in the twenties? or 30s or whatever, when the movie came out, I I don't, I don't know, and I, I don't know if they, if there's any way to, yes, people going to see Avengers Endgame, yes, they know how many people in Argentina want to go see it, cool, and I don't know why I'm picking on Argentina, I don't mean to pick on Argentina, I just randomly thought of Argentina, but, um, yeah, um, so, you know, sure, Avengers Endgame, if you just, total dollar dollars and cents and rubles and marks and euros and pounds and whatever else yen and and i don't know whatever china uses because a lot of it i'm sure is, is coming from china what is china what's their what's their um china china currency i i, I can't think um uh, they use the yuan. Yuan. yeah what Y-U-A-N, I don't know how to say that, but whatever that is, I'm sure a lot of that is um, uh, one yuan or yan or whatever is 15 cents. Cool, cool. Um, but anyways, yeah there's so, 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 a lot of those went to Endgame. Um, but all right, let's get let's dive into the MCU because okay, so Marvel had a big panel obviously at. Um, San Diego Comic Con, they announced Phase Four, which I'm gonna get a little, I'm gonna have a little issue with Phase Four um, coming up, and it's not so much more, it's not so much Phase Four in and of itself, because obviously yes, they ended Phase Three, so it comes after Phase Three, Phase Four, but I think they kind of limited themselves in what actually is Phase Four versus potentially Phase Five, because what they announced was fine but we know there's more and it's if those aren't in phase four and there's going to be in phase five i don't see well let's get into it okay because you know with the first three phases there was a certain end to the phase now with phase two and three there was kind of like an epilogue to them as opposed to like oh here's the ending whereas phase one was pretty clear here's the ending um but Alright, let's 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 take a little trip back in time, I guess, you know. So let's just look at it so, from this standpoint. So, Phase 1 um, was Iron Man, Incredible Hulk, Iron Man 2, Thor, Captain America, which led up to the Avengers. That ended in Phase 1. Makes perfect sense. Phase 2, you had Iron Man 3, Thor, Captain America, Guardians, Age of Ultron, and then Ant-Man. So, okay, Iron Man 3... Thor and Captain America directly led into Age of Ultron. Guardians of the Galaxy, kind of like a side thing. And then they kind of epilogued it with Ant-Man. And I get it. I get it. I, I, I understand the reasoning behind this. Because, you know, when Avengers came out, that was the only Marvel movie that year. Whereas, you know, then going forward, they at least had they had two a year. So, but they wanted to put Avengers Age of Ultron out in, you know, the, the first... Weekend of May, now the last weekend in April, you know, time stamp that they've become known over the last few years. I get it. um, But they also wanted to put out another movie. So Ant-Man, okay, we're going to bring in Ant-Man, fine. Um, you know, uh, let's throw it afterwards, it doesn't have anything to do, It's he's not going to be involved yet, so fine, whatever. I sort of get that, Um, you know, because they had to already clearly already announced everything ahead of time, so it's like, well, we can't be like, oh, here's Phase 2, but then here's another movie that is going to be in Phase 3, but it comes right after the... I I get that, I get that. Uh, Still, it's kind of weird. But then Phase 3 was Captain America Civil War, Doctor Strange, Guardians of the Galaxy Vol. 2, Spider-Man Homecoming, Thor Ragnarok, Black Panther, Avengers Infinity War, Ant-Man and the Wasp, Captain Marvel, Avengers Endgame, and then Spider-Man Far From Home. Now... All those make sense. They all led up to the endgame. You know, obviously a lot more movies in, in Phase 3. It was over the course of, you know, more time, I guess. Eh, sort of. Um, but then you also have the epilogue of Spider-Man Far From Home where it's like, okay, well, endgame already happened. Now it's kind of cleaning everything up a little bit, or at least try to, and kind of explain some stuff, and whatever. Fine. Whatever. Way to end it. Alright, so now they announced Phase 4. Now, Phase 4 is also going to include some of the TV shows, which prior to this, really had never happened before. Um, you know, the... the I mean, sort of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I mean, Agent Carter was a prequel, so it really didn't matter. Um, you know, obviously all the Netflix stuff didn't really connect i mean they were set in the same universe to some degree they were you know there was mentions of the avengers in those shows but like they weren't connected and really agents of shield outside the first season or two really kind of forgot about all that stuff yes they would ever eventually they would every once in a while mention something like i remember last year kind of in the season finale uh, or towards the season finale i don't know if it was actually season finale they were like hey, this Thanos guy is doing stuff, but it's like, we're in space, so, like, I don't know what's happening. Because, like, they weren't on Earth, they were in space. And then they're like, oh, Thanos is, this guy named Thanos, apparently, is doing something on Earth. And then they kind of, oh, okay, let's go stop him. Wait, something else happened. Forget about that. <laughs> of course, one got, no one got snapped in that show, though, so I don't know how that was supposed to work. But regardless, and then they kind of just avoided it by not having another season until after Endgame good call by them I think though uh, but anyways regardless of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. these shows that are going to be on Disney Plus or connected in some way shape or form um, you know there's the timing timeline stuff is going to get kind of weird um, because obviously Endgame made it weird and, um, but let's go through it so they announced Black Widow is going to be the first movie in the phase 4 coming out next May uh, this one we kind of already sort of knew about. Um, and, uh, well, I mean, I guess all the movies we really sort of knew about. But we have more details, obviously, and certainly dates and whatever. Uh, so, I guess the um, timeline of this is this is going to happen after what happened with Black Widow during the period between Captain America's Civil War and then Avengers Infinity War when... They're all kind of on the lam. Now I don't know if that means. They're going to bring in. Captain America or anyone else. From that kind of group that was. You know. Um, in trouble from what happened. At the end of Civil War or whatever. And uh, Captain America broke them out. or However it broke down or whatever. I don't think so. I mean no one was mentioned. In the cast and it seems like. This is kind of her own separate thing. And that's fine and it makes sense. And you don't want to convolute anything it's like alright whatever here's just the story of her because we never gave her her own movie and now here's a movie sure fine okay then in November 6 2020 there's gonna be the Eternals um I don't really know too much about the Eternals I've heard of them I know they're kind of godlike people or whatever and I don't know when the timeline is for that and I don't know how they're gonna f- connect into the MCU specifically but I don't think that these are necessarily movies um, that need to for now. They're just establishing new characters. Okay, cool. Um, now, unclear when, but certainly around the same time, this is when Disney Plus is going to be kicking off. So, well, I guess, alright, so let me backtrack, I guess. They do have August 2020. Um Is when Falcon and Winter Soldier... I thought it was going to be later than that. But August 2020, that's the date. Falcon and Winter Soldier um, are coming out. Now the interesting thing about this is it's called the Falcon and Winter Soldier. But it takes place after Endgame. So Falcon was given the shield by Captain America. So maybe this is kind of the story of him transitioning into Captain America. And obviously Winter Soldier is there for reasons. So, I mean, that's kind of interesting because at least this, this is going to be a first glimpse beyond Spider Man of what's happening in the MCU post Endgame. Um, so, okay, that's cool. Um, then, next, early 2021, we got One Division and Loki. Now, assuming by early 2021, that means that it will be. Well, see, I don't know. So, early 2021. I don't know what that means. Um, It will certainly be before Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, which comes out May 7th, 2021. But it will be after Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings, which will be February 12th, 2021. I don't know much about this. I don't really know anything about Shang-Chi. I know it's like, Kung Fu... Karate guy... I don't... I'm not totally sure. Um... I... Oh... Yeah... Okay. Shima Lu Is going to be... Um... The... Uh, Shen Shi... Um... Tony Long... ki Y. Is going to be the Mandarin, which obviously they teased the Mandarin in Iron Man. Was that Iron Man Three with uh, and but it, he really wasn't the Mandarin and all that whole thing. So this is actually going to be the Mandarin, supposedly. Um. So okay, I don't honestly, I don't really know what this movie is all about. I don't really know this character. I don't know what's going on with this, and I don't know how it's going to connect to anything. But it's happening. So there you go. Um. And then. So, back to early 2021, they're going to WandaVision, which is going to be Wanda and Vision. I guess it's going to be their storyline post-Civil um, War, before Infinity War, I guess, supposedly. I mean, that makes sense. Because obviously Vision, spoilers, dies in Infinity War and they don't bring him back in Endgame. Um, because he wasn't snapped, he was just destroyed. Um... And then, uh, yeah. So, but supposedly this is going to somehow connect into Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. At least that's kind of what seems to be the case and the rumors, and somehow she's going to be involved in that. I don't know, uh, but I guess we'll find out. And then Loki. Uh, I guess this is going. This is this is an interest. This is probably the most interesting one that kind of came out of this. Is so Loki. Everyone's like, oh, it's going to be a prequel because Loki dies in Infinity War. Spoilers. But, I guess, since we're now talking about this whole multiverse type of thing, um, whatever, even though this would be, I don't know, it'd be multiverse, it would be more alternate timelines, but Loki, this story is going to set on the Loki that steals the Space Stone? Was it the Space Stone? In Endgame, and then kind of just disappears, uh, from the alternate timeline where they go and have to get all the things and whatever, but you know in the actual timeline they put it back to where they were so nothing changes but in this alternate timeline this loki uh goes somewhere um so it was it's oh, yeah the series follows the version of loki who stole the space stone in 2012 during the events of enders so that's going to be interesting cuz they it can go totally different directions with that and kind of you know I don't know necessarily that they'll bring anyone else in for that, but how could you not? Because, obviously, like, in that timeline, he's got the Space Stone now, so people are going to be after him for the Space I mean, wouldn't... Isn't Thanos going to be after him for the Space Stone? Or is he just going to give it to Thanos? Wouldn't Thanos have to be involved in this somehow? I mean, I don't know. That's an altered timeline, so maybe it doesn't have anything to do with anything. Who knows? But anyways, um... It, it's a very interesting plot for that one. Um... Next up, uh, mid-2021 is going to be this show called What If. Now, supposedly this is a, uh, animated show that basically is going to say what if Spider-Man didn't get spit by a spider? Or, you know, what if, um, Iron Man... I, honestly, I don't know what the actual plot's going to be, but, like, what if so-and-so did this instead of that? What? What? What if? You know. Uh, so it seemed interesting. Seems kind of a weird one, but you know, supposedly all the actors that have played the characters are going to do their voices for the uh, the animated show. Um, now one other thing to mention is Falcon and Winter Soldier is definitely six episodes. One Division Loki or six to eight. The other ones I don't know. Hawkeye will be coming out late twenty twenty one. Now I don't know if this will be before or after the. The kind of culmination of phase four supposedly which would be Thor 4 as we talked about but Thor Love and Thunder is the name of the movie now the interesting thing about this was that they announced that well there's gonna be a lady Thor it's gonna be Natalie Portman's character Jane Foster so it's unclear as to what this means for Thor Chris Hemsworth's Thor uh, clearly he'll be in it, but then there's a whole Valkyrie storyline where she's now leader of Asgard. But the whole other plot issue of this is: last time we saw Thor in Endgame, he went off with Guardians of the Galaxy to go search for Gamora or whatever, do do space adventures or whatever they were gonna do. And spoilers if you haven't seen the game, but clearly by the numbers everyone has. Um, now the thing that bothers me about this is. As you may have heard, I didn't mention Guardians of the Galaxy 3. Obviously there was delays in production because of James Gunn's situation, and then he signed on to be doing Suicide Squad, so he's doing Suicide Squad. Then obviously all these movies are happening, so then Guardians of the Galaxy volume 3 will be Phase 5? See, that's the confusing part of this, is there's no Avengers here. So there's no Avengers to wrap up the phase. So it's like if they the next movie comes out after Thor is Guardians of the Galaxy three, why isn't that still Phase five? That's the confusing part. Because um, other movies that have been announced, been announced, but not obviously in Phase five, and are uh, Phase four, and presumably will be in Phase five, um, but you know, no, there's no schedule or or um, or anything like that. Is um well, obviously Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three, but in addition to that, um, Captain Marvel Two, Black Panther Two, Spider Man Three, because they 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 said something about that, and clearly based off of, well, they're not done with that, um, and then. But again, it it's confusing as to why those wouldn't be included in phase 4. And maybe they will be, maybe this is just phase 4 volume 1. And eventually is there going to be a tie-in or something? Um is there going to be an Avengers type, you know, movie where everything comes together? I don't know, maybe, maybe not, maybe they don't know. Uh um it's interesting, but um but in addition to all of this, and they did mention Black Panther, Captain America, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy three. Um, they mentioned all that sort of stuff, uh, and Spider Man they didn't mention, but that's more of a Sony thing sort of. But clearly, there's going to be another Spider Man when they originally announced them. They said there was going to be three, and yeah. Don't don't know when any of those will happen specifically, but um, they also brought out Mahershala Ali because he's going to be Blade. Uh, They're bringing back Blade for a Blade movie at some point in the future for Phase 5, I guess. I don't know. Unclear. Uh, They also mentioned the Fantastic Four film that will be happening. So they're going to reboot the Fantastic Four. Set it in the MCU. They also just said something about mutants, but they didn't have time to talk about that. So clearly something to do with X-Men will be will eventually happen, and clearly, given that they spent all that money on Fox and got the rights back, they obviously will do something with X-Men down the line. But the other thing not mentioned at all, a um, couple things not mentioned at all, was no, no mention of Ant-Man and Wasp, which seemingly there was going to be a sequel to that, but no nothing mentioned, so unclear. And then the bigger, the probably the biggest one, that went unmentioned and untalked about, is Deadpool. Now, it's supposed to be an X-Force movie, but I don't know what's... Didn't say anything about that. Um, Nothing about Deadpool 3. So, I don't know. Now, granted, Deadpool is a little bit more... A little more uh, riskier. uh, Risqué, if you will, than the Disney and certainly the MCU like to go. So, really kind of questionable as to if that's going to be a thing and just completely separate from this. If Fox, I mean, if Disney's just like, we don't want to do anything with that, we don't want to use it, that's not the Disney style, and just they're getting, just completely ending it, which would be stupid. <laughs> I mean, say what you will about Deadpool 2, but it made a lot of money. Uh, it wasn't terrible. Um, and, you know, the Hell X-Force thing and... I don't know. I mean, the New Mutants supposedly is still coming. Uh, the New Mutants, I guess, is still slated to come out next. I want to say it's next June. I-, I could be wrong about that. It might be May or April or something. I don't remember. It's supposed to come out next year, and that's the last one of the f- the films that Fox is working on. That got actually got filmed, even though it was supposed to come out like two years ago or something crazy, and it kept getting delayed, similar to Dark Phoenix and. I don't really have high hopes for any of that, Um, and there, obviously, no mention of that. I mean, they did *Mutants*, but I don't think they're going to continue that storyline. If, I mean, I don't know, Uh, who knows? But yeah, the whole Deadpool thing—I don't know, man. It'd be kind of dumb if they just got rid of Deadpool. I mean, you spent all that money on uh, that French, or you know, you know, that whole thing, and. To not even do it. I mean, obviously, they tested the waters of the PG 13 version, which was weird because it was an actual movie that they just cut stuff out of and then added the whole thing with Fred Savage and whatever, which was kind of funny, but ultimately, you know, it wasn't set, it wasn't made as a PG 13 movie um, to begin with. So, I don't know, but um, yeah. Lots of news coming out of San Diego for the MCU, and looking forward to all of it. But I don't know; it's gonna be weird going forward without the, uh, you know, the whole Avengers kind of like vibe, you know. And I don't know where they're gonna go with that. But um, yeah, and especially not having like the Black Panther and Captain Marvel uh, set in this one, or Guardians for that matter. I mean, you have Thor again; cool, even though everyone kind of going into Infinity War in and Endgame, thought it was going to kind of be the end of Thor, and, you know, we'll see what direction they go, given, you know, it's going to be Lady Thor or whatever. Um, I don't know. Um, but all right. Uh, other stuff that comes out of San Diego was uh, Top Gun Marvel. You know, Top Gun Marvel, no. T- yeah, Top Gun is joining joining the Marvel Universe. No, uh, Top Gun Maverick had its uh trailer, Uh, Looks like Top Gun I mean I I don't know what else to say about it Tom Cruise just being Tom Cruise And flying planes and riding motorcycles It's basically what Top Gun was So we'll see, I don't know It it was just a teaser So it's it's hard to know anything about that Uh, Halloween announced their next two projects Obviously with the success of the new Halloween reboot Or sequel, reboot, rebootquel I don't know what to call it anymore Um, They're going to have two more uh, Hollywood, uh, Hollywood, Halloween Kills, which comes out next year, and then Hollywood ends, comes, um, Holly- wow, I can't speak, Halloween Kills comes out next year, and then Halloween ends, um, out the, uh, the year after, um, now I keep on saying Hollywood because Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, uh, comes out today, if, as I'm recording this on, uh, Thursday. Um, I, I mean, officially, I guess it's the Friday, but the you know, it was the Thursday, I don't want to get into it, but yes. Um, I will definitely plan on seeing it this weekend. Um, the initial reviews were pretty good, but then I saw some stuff that maybe wasn't so good, um, regarding it more recently. So the, the Rotten Tomato score went down below 90, so I don't know if that's a bad thing or not, but obviously people are seeing it and starting to review it uh, a little bit more, so that whole, you know, that always happens with a lot of those movies. It's like, 100% on Rotten Tomatoes. Wait, it is. I'll have to review it. Oh, wait, this movie sucks. 93. Uh, uh, you know, whatever. <laughs> it's always so weird because they always do that in the ads. It's like, oh, 100% on Rotten Tomatoes. It's like, wait, is it? Nope, nope. Someone else saw the movie and already already said no and ruined it. Um, but, um, I don't know. It's Tarantino. Um, he's he's making some news, though. Um regarding a uh, potential Kill Bill 3, which he's been talking about forever, so who knows. He's just talking, he's just talking. And then he still wants to do a Star Trek movie, but he doesn't seem to know a lot about Star Trek, seemingly. Or is confused by a lot of it. I mean, Brandon, I'm confused by it too, because I don't really know Star Trek all that well either. Um, but, um, yeah. Speaking of Star Trek, they did... Uh, well, we'll get to that in TV news, or the small screen sweeps. There was more Star Trek news. Um, but in other movie moments, um, uh, what is it? Uh, matinee moments. Uh, this past weekend was super, super hot, and going outside was burst, you burst into flames, so I didn't really venture outside too much. I just sat in my air conditioning and watched a whole bunch of movies. Um, I watched Pet Cemetery. I watched uh, Curse of La Llorona, Escape Room, The Prodigy, Hellboy, and The Dirt. So six mm-hmm. movies, back to back to back to back to back. Um, you know, I was just put, pulling out movies that came out this year, and what I hadn't seen yet, so I was like, ah, oh, I have will see seen that. Now The Dirt was kind of thrown at the end. I mean, it kind of doesn't fit in with the rest of us. Pet Cemetery horror movie, Curse of La Llorona, horror movie, Escape Room, sort of horror slash thriller, Prodigy, Uh, similar Hellboy now Hellboy was kind of more of a his comic book but it deals with hell I don't know I kind of sort of fit and the dirt was only because in Hellboy they played kickstart my heart so I was like oh wait I haven't watched the dirt yet so it's kind of one of those things at the end just kind of like I was like all right whatever um now here are my thoughts Pet Cemetery um so obviously a remake and now the first half of the movie was pretty much spot on of Scene for scene remake. Then things twist. Because um, in the original and I, in the book, the son dies. Now this isn't a spoiler because they showed it in the, the trailers and stuff. Like In this version, the daughter dies. And then that's where things kind of go in a completely different direction. The ending, not to ruin anything, is completely different from the original. Even though there is an alternate ending on the DVD. But it's still different from the original. Um, interesting route they take it's not you know obviously you know given as Child's Play as a remake um, they completely the movie was completely totally different in this you're working with the book also in addition to the previous movie so it's like you don't want to twist it around too much because then people are just going to be like well this isn't Pet Cemetery. but at the same time it's like if you just remake the movie shot for shot it's kind of like oh, what's the point of that? So I, I like that they twisted it up a bit at the end. Um, uh, then I watched the Curse of La Llorona, which was somehow connected to the Conjuring universe. I wasn't quite sure. It's very loosely like there's a priest that was apparently in Annabelle. Okay, sure. It's like oh, I remember dealing with something like this before with a doll. It's like okay, sure, get that actor to do, like, a couple scenes, and there it is, it's connected. Um, the movie itself was fine, I don't know, it's about, like, this witch lady, whatever, that killed some kids, and now haunts kids, and this lady, like, tried to, has this whole side plot about, like, you know, <laughs> child services and stuff, and I don't know. It's 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 a bit. It was okay. It wasn't great. It wasn't great. In terms of the Conjuring universe, if you want to even really count it. It certainly wasn't up there with, like, Annabelle creation. Or Annabelle comes home, for that matter. Escape Room. Okay, so this one was interesting. And it was also interesting because I went to go look at. look, look I was like, oh, the Escape Room. I, I remember that came out a couple months ago. I haven't seen it. And then when I looked it up, there was like, there's like three other movies with basically the same plot. And I'm like, wait, why did this one like get on a theatrical release and like in theaters and like it did okay, box office wise, and all the other ones I've never heard of. It didn't make any sense, but overall it was interesting Um, plot. It's kind of, you know, basically, I mean, it's pretty much all there in the, explanation escape room now if you know anything about escape rooms there's these things that are set up that were pretty popular the last couple years not so much anymore i feel like I don't, I don't feel like people talk about this anymore but a couple years ago uh, escape rooms were like you know you go into this room i mean they've done episodes on tv about it and whatever it's part of pop culture but again i feel like it was more popular a couple years ago but anyways in this one that's kind of like these all these kind of, like, people get invited to this escape room, but this really high-end, special one, and then they think they know who invited them, but then it turns out shenanigans. And then, um, all sorts of crazy stuff starts happening, and whatever. Kind of Saw-ish in some of them. Um, kind of remind me a bit of Saw... What was it? Four? I forget. Whatever. Either way. Or maybe even the last Saw, where there's, you know, kind of different rooms, and they kind of have to escape the rooms. Obviously, escape room, but it, it, there was a saw that was very similar to that. Or maybe a couple of They're very similar to that. Um, speaking of a saw, um, there's going to be a new saw movie, but they moved it up, interestingly. It was supposed to come out next um, Halloween, and they moved it up to May, which for me, that's weird. It, that seems like a Halloween. Like, why would you move that off of Halloween? I think they did it because of Halloween. Probably. Now that I think about it. That makes sense. Chris Rock's going to be in it. But to put out in May, kind of, I don't know. That seems weird. Whatever, we'll see. Uh, But yeah, I guess Halloween would affect the song. I don't know. Either way, let's keep moving. Um, Prodigy. uh, This was not exactly what I thought it was going to be. So basically, this couple has a son, and he ends up being really smart. And it turns out... You know, it's kind of child's play. Not in the sense that he's, it's a doll possessed by a serial killer, but it's a serial killer dies the same time he's born, and somehow his spirit ends up in the boy, but like, then they're fighting to like, see who's in control, and he keeps on doing all these kind of messed up things, but it's not really him, it's this guy, um... I don't know, it, it it was okay, but it just seemed like there was more, could have been more to it than there was. They kind of marketed it, I think, wrong, and um, it, it seemed a little more Omen-ish in the marketing, and it kind of wasn't that. Um, I don't know, it was fine, but it wasn't great. Then I watched Hellboy. Now this is obviously a remake of Hellboy. The car uh, based off the the um, comic book. Now, obviously, I haven't seen the original Hellboy in a long time, but I, I enjoyed it. I, I know people like the second one better, but I thought the first one was better than the second one. I, but a lot of people and I, even the and the numbers might back it up in terms of the 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 um, reviews and stuff. But the, the a lot of people like the second one better than the first. But I, for me, I like the first one better. But I didn't love it. I liked it. I wasn't, I wasn't, like, a huge Hellboy fanboy or nothing like that, but, um, so the new one came out, and everyone kind of crapped on it, so I watched it, and it's not great. I mean, it's got Ian McShane in it, so anything with Ian McShane is great, but he's basically playing, I mean, he plays, like, the dad in it, but the character itself kind of seems similar to his John Wick character, and kind of, like, he's there, he doesn't really do anything, but he moves along the plot and, like, talks a lot, which is cool, <laughs> but it's, like, Eh. Seemed very similar to his John Wick character, but, anyways, um, it's not great, it's fine, but it's not great. Um, you know, it started off okay, I was like, oh, wait, this maybe this is like to be. It. but then it just drops off and it's like, eh, eh, I'm fine. And then The Dirt on Netflix, um, check it out on Netflix, it's on Netflix, it's, you know, whatever. Um, it's a biopic, I, I highly doubt any of it's really accurate, even at one point, Ramsey Snow. Um, Ramsey Bolton from who plays Mick Mars the, the actor not the character the actor that plays Ramsey Bolton plays Mick Mars of so like yeah I don't even know this happened but we're, it seems fu- it seems better this way a lot of fourth wall breaking and stuff like that I mean if you like Molly Crew fine I really don't know how accurate any of this stuff is and then I don't know how they remember half of it I mean they deal with all like the hit, big hits that you remember from behind the music and whatnot, but um, I mean, go watch the behind the music, I guess. <laughs> I mean, then see the actual guys rather than people playing them, maybe. I mean, it's basically sort of what it is. Uh, But anyways, if you have an hour and a half to kill and you like Molly Crew music, go for it. And you don't want to watch the behind the music. Again, their behind the music was pretty good. They don't do behind the music anymore. Or if they do, no one's talking about them because they did all the real good ones. That was a great show. And the Molly Crew one was pretty good. Um, Now, granted, you could say, like, well, but maybe this movie deals with what's happened since then. Nope. (laughs) Nope, not at all. It ends with, like, when they were reunited in 96, I think it was, after Vince Neil had left and then come back. Don't even talk about Tommy Lee then leaving. Nope, wasn't even mentioned. Um, But I guess at that point no one really cared, even though I don't know that anyone cared before, I don't think anyone really cared after Vince Neil left when he got back, maybe a little bit I mean, but that was more just the Tommy Lee stuff because at that point he was married to Pamela Anderson and they don't talk about that at all they deal with their Heather Locklear stuff but that's about it (laughs) so a lot of stuff they didn't cover but whatever, that's fine alright, so let's move on to small screen sweeps um watching Legion um, still don't know totally what's going on but there's like three three more episodes I think and then it's over so it probably should start uh, figuring out um, uh, what just happened is still happening isn't this, this episode was kind of weird like so the episode didn't air uh, the episode of the show that they're supposed to be watching didn't air because there was a police chase but then the guy was a fan of the I don't. Know. It was weird, but it was it was kind of funny. I don't know. And then American Dads keep going. I again Krypton saving that all for later. Uh, I mean, there's certainly stuff on Netflix and whatever that I just haven't had time to watch that I forgets there. Comedians in Cars getting coffee came back. I watched the one with Eddie Murphy. That's as far as I gotten with that. Apparently Eddie Murphy's coming back doing doing Netflix stand up socials He's getting paid a lot of money. So there you go. Um, and I guess that's, I mean, maybe I don't know if that was necessarily the reasoning why, but it certainly put him on the kind of Netflix's periscope maybe, I don't know. But, um, also Designated Survivor, I keep forgetting to watch that, I, I I enjoyed it when it was on ABC and then they brought it back for Netflix, I just, it's been out for like a month and a half or so now, but it's just, I just haven't had time, haven't gotten around to it. Um. There was a bunch of trailers uh, for some stuff at the San Diego Comic-Con. Walking Dead. uh, I mean, all the comic stuff, basically. Walking Dead. um, All the um, WB. uh, WB. Well, WB, but CW. Um, DC shows had a bunch of trailers. Uh, I'm trying to think what else. That That was basically it. Uh, but as I mentioned earlier, Star Trek, the Picard, there was a Picard trailer that dropped. Uh, apparently it's going to tie into Voyager. I don't know, I didn't really didn't watch Next Generation or Voyager or really any Star Trek. I saw the movies, the newer movies. I, I don't go very deep with the Star Trek, um, I'll be honest. But um, that was the thing a lot of people were talking about, so Picard. And, you know, obviously love Patrick Stewart, but uh, more so for Professor X and all this stuff in American Dad and and uh whatever but um which still bothers me. Still bothers me, American Dad. He's not playing Patrick Stewart, he's playing uh, uh Agent uh Bullock. But he looks like Patrick Stewart and talks like Patrick Stewart and basically is Patrick Stewart but he's playing a different character. Like even when I've had Patrick Stewart like on Family Guy, it's the same it's the same drawing. It's the same person. It's like at least when Adam West was Adam West, he was Adam West. It wasn't like he was playing a different character. He was just playing Adam West. So why Bullock is just Patrick Stewart but with a different name, it's always bothered me. It doesn't make any sense. But regardless, he's creating that show. Although I can't remember the last episode he's been on. Maybe it's because he's been busy doing Picard. Um, but anyways, regardless of any of that, um, Preacher comes back next Sunday and uh, Glow comes back in a couple weeks too so stuff, more TV stuff to look forward to and if you were a fan of Beverly Hills 90210 they're coming back sort of so I heard it was coming back and like well everyone signed on board pretty much except for Luke Perry and I don't think Shannon Doherty had signed on before that either but eventually Shannon Doherty signed on but I think after Luke Perry had passed away now, apparently, he was going to do. He was going to be involved a little bit. But, um, obviously, because he had issues, scheduling issues with Riverdale. But, apparently, they were going to try to get him in there. Obviously, he passed away and didn't end up happening. Um, but, so, from what I'm gathering, it's not a continuation of the show. It's basically, if you remember the season of Curb Your Enthusiasm, where they were making... The Seinfeld reunion show That's what this is going to be The people are all playing Themselves Um but then Filming The reunion show So it's all centered It's basically that same It's basically the Seinfeld season of Of um So that's an interesting take on it But I guess if they just continued The show it really wouldn't have worked Maybe I I don't know I never really watched Beverly Hills 90210, so I can't really say, but I just know that is happening and it's coming out pretty soon. So, and um, I just, I, just I, I wonder how, like, you know, I mean, obviously they did the uh, the remake or whatever, and I guess, and I know some people were involved in that in the show. I don't really know how it worked or whatever, but so for them to say, oh, we're bringing back the original cast for this show, I think it's confusing a lot of people thinking, oh, it's going to be the show again, where it's, it's not. It's the actor's, actors filming the reunion show or whatever it's going to be. So I think it's going to... I don't know if that's going to turn people off or people are going to like it better or... I don't know, but it's, it's its not what you think it would have been just hearing, oh, Beverly Hills 90210 is coming back. Because it's not. <laughs> but anyways, I just thought that was interesting. All right, let's move on. Um, all right, games for Greg. So I did end up finally getting to play Raymond Legends. It's a pretty decent game uh you know i like i said I, I don't i think i played raymond raymond one of the original games way back when on either the playstation or playstation 2 and i thought i was all right but for me i preferred you know the crash bandicoot sonics and and marios but i mean that's basically what this is it's kind of similar to that sort of uh game it's a it's a 2d platformer though it's not 3d or anything like that so it's just basically 3d platformer there's bosses you have to get through levels so the point of the game is you have to save these teenies or whatever they're called and there's like 800 and something of them in the game but like there's certain levels where you have to unlock you have to save a certain number of them to unlock the next level and then so on and so forth and there's certain worlds and so i beat the first world i kind of started the second world so i played it for a couple hours or whatever enough to get the idea it's definitely a decent game it's definitely a cool game if you haven't checked out any of the Raven games. I don't know if they're all like that, but this one's pretty good. It's on basically everything. I feel like the Switch version came out a little later, just because Switch came out later, and it's pretty cheap. I think I got it. For, I got it for less than twenty bucks on Amazon. I think brand new. You can probably get it on sh- even cheaper on like eBay for used or whatever. But yeah, if you're looking for a pretty simple 2D platformer, um it's challenging at, t- at moments definitely challenging um there's certainly there's a and there's a lot of different um side i don't want to say they're not side quests they're they're like ancillary games that are like not part of the main game but like they're kind of like there's like a soccer thing and then there's like there's like ones where you can race people in the levels and and there's one like a touchscreen one I didn't actually play cuz I didn't play the touchscreen so I don't know what that game's about. But there's definitely a lot of content in there. And there's tons of stuff you can unlock cuz like you can you, you know, in each level it's similar to Crash Bandicoot in a way like if you 100% the level, you get like a gold star or or whatever, but you can get silver and bronze depending on how well you do and there's other things you're supposed to collect and blah 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 blah. blah. A lot to it. You can if you wanted to 100% the game it'd take you probably a long time to do. Uh, but just to beat the game, I could take you a little bit too. I, you know, I got a little confused when I was first playing because I thought I had to um, I had to save all the people, and I was like, oh wait, okay, I actually don't have to do that. I just have to save a certain amount to get to the next level. Fine. So then I kind of just where it's going through it a little bit faster. With that said, time to move on. This is what we're gonna do: just play the game enough to get like a idea of it, give it a nice little review, and move on. And by the way, I apologize. There's a lot of background noise. There's a lot of people outside doing lawn work. or I don't know what's going on out there. So I apologize for any of that noise in the background. It happens during the summer. It is what it is. I don't don't own a studio, so this is as good as it's going to get. All right, so let's do the number generator. So generate a new number, and let's see what I get. 693. Okay. Let's bring up my list. 693, I wonder what was, I don't remember what Raymond was, um, I may have actually changed since then, because my list includes newer games that were maybe not on the list at the time, but that's fine, it doesn't really matter, Uh, because I I marked the games, not the number, um, alright, 693, here we go, oh, this is an interesting one beavis and butthead for the game gear beavis and butthead for the game i don't think i've ever played it i have it because i had this genesis version and and i knew the super nintendo version was a little bit different but then i was like oh there's a game gear version there might be a game boy version too which i I think they're all kind of different so okay um I mean, I could bust out my own Game Gear, but I have other ways of playing Game Gear games, so I'll probably go one of those routes. I have, I think I, I can use the Retron 5 to play the Game Gear. And there's also emulation on computers. I don't want to talk about that. I don't get in trouble, but definitely playable, and I will play it. Probably shouldn't take me too long. Um, I enjoy, I definitely played the Genesis version. I enjoyed it. It's a little. It's it was pretty difficult from remember I remember, and a little bit frustrating at times. And it wasn't. It was fine. It wasn't amazing. It could have been better, but it was fine. It was enjoyable, for what it was. Um, All I look forward to playing the game Gear version. So, there you go, games for Greg. Uh, Let's move on to let's see what's next. Concert concerto. I didn't see any, so no. Move on. Sports splash zone. Uh not really too much to talk about. The trade deadline for baseball is coming up next week. Uh the Red Sox have been uh frustrating as 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 all can say. You know, they look good for a couple games and they fall apart. You know, um you know losing games to Toronto and Baltimore are just un, un, not not good. And then, you know, they looked good at Tampa first couple games and then blew the third game, even though there was a lot of controversy on that one. Because Tampa, for whatever reason, did this weird thing where, like, they brought in a new pitcher, but they moved. then they moved that pitcher to first base. But then when they moved the pitcher to first base, then he's supposed to take that guy's spot. But then they there's the DH, and where's the DH supposed to go? Because then the pitcher was in the DH, should've in the DH spot, but then he's at first base, so... Now, in the first baseman spot, but then if you pinch hit it for him, which spot are you pinch hitting for, and who's out of the game and who's it was really confusing. It took forever to figure out they still really didn't figure it out at least not to the degree that the Red sox were were um certainly um um happy with so um yeah, I don't know bit weird, it is what it is, but uh you know they're still struggling. To even get back into the wild card, there's still. A few, I think they're a few games behind Oakland. I mean, they actually ended up tying Tampa for a moment, and then Tampa went back ahead of them. Um, but even still, they were neither of them were in that in the wild card spots, and the Yankees are starting to kind of run away with things. So, I don't know, we'll see if the trade deadline can spark anything. Um, of course, this this year there's only one trade deadline, there's no waiver deadline. So, as of July 31st, that 4 o'clock or whatever time the actual trade deadline is. That's it. No more. Can't do anything else. Dunski. Um, so let's see. Alright, let's move on. Um, fight for... Fight for money. Fights for money. Uh, let's see. Okay, the Pacquiao fight. Didn't end up seeing it. Pacquiao won a split decision, I believe it was. So that's sort of interesting. Um... But overall, my predictions for the Pacquiao thing, I only got two right. I got Pacquiao right, and then I got the first F.E. Ajaba right. The other three I got wrong. There was a fourth one that ended up not happening because one of the guys couldn't fight, and then there was a replacement, but I didn't see it till way after. So okay, not great, but not terrible. Uh, UFC on ESPN4, I started off really well. I got the first four right, and I got the first seven out of nine right, and then I got the last... Three, the big fight's all wrong. <laughs> Including the the um, main event where <clears throat> uh, Leon Edwards beats uh, Rafael Dos Anjos by unanimous decision. Okay. That stinks. I didn't do so great. But alright, we move on. That's the... Just gotta move on. We got UFC 240 coming on this weekend. This is pay-per-views so then you got the espn plus you gotta get on espn plus and get it through the pay-per-view on espn plus the preliminary cards on espn Two, but the preliminary preliminary card is on fight pass so it's all over the place um there's certainly bars that are showing this fight it's a pretty big one you got max holloway defending the featherweight championship against frankie egger so a pretty pretty big deal it is taking place at rogers place in edmonton alberta canada uh, of course, on Saturday. Um, the uh, prelim, prelims, I don't probably 6.30. Prelim cards on ESPN2 is 8 o'clock. Main event on the ESPN Plus site is 10 o'clock. I'm pretty sure. I'm not going to look it up, but I'm pretty sure those are the times. Um, so let's kick it off, make some predictions. Let's kick it off with a... The preliminary preliminaries, which on the Fight Pass, we have a heavyweight battle between... Tanner Bozer and Giacomo Limos. The you page has nothing on these guys. Uh, they both weigh two hundred sixty five pounds apparently. I don't I don't know if that's accurate or that's just the limit. <laughs> um, they, they weigh they're they have no heights. They have no they there's no information. I'm gonna go with Tanner Bozer though, just because why not? What is going on outside? There's like saws and. Beeping and all sorts of stuff. I don't know. It's weird, weird stuff going on outside. I apologize for the noise. Uh, all right. All right. Next up. It's trucks driving by. All sorts of craziness going on outside. There is a welterweight battle between new breed Eric Koch and. Guns up, Kyle Stewart. Interesting nicknames there. Both coming off of losses. Kyle Stewart, it was his first. am um, go with Kyle Stewart. Guns up, Kyle Stewart. Of course, this card is always subject to change, as UFCs typically are. But I did it. You know, if I'd done this last week, I who knows what would have changed. Um, probably nothing, because I end up not doing it. Um, there was supposed to be a bout between former blah 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 Lauren Murphy and Mara Roma blah 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 but it was oh they moved it whatever fine yeah, but that happened on June 20th so I guess it wouldn't matter alright next up we have a women's flyweight battle between the savage Jillian Robertson and a tit Terta a Terta Fruta. I'm gonna go with Jillian Robertson. All right, next up there is a. Oh, now we move on to Pluminary Card, which is on ESPN2. Uh, I believe starting at 8 o'clock. There's Flyweight Battle. Between the Cannibal, Alexandre, Alexandre Pan, Pantoja, and Dos D'Aguera, Davison Figueredo. I probably said all those wrong. Um, but I'm going to go Davison Figueredo. Dos D'Aguera. Both these guys are from Brazil, so Battle of the Brazilians. Yeah, close enough. Alright, next up we have a featherweight battle. Between the Newfoundland Terror, Gavin Tucker, and Sting... She Chu um, Obviously the Newfoundland Terror is from Canada and sh- Shenwu Chu or Choi maybe Wu Choi Sting Apparently Sting I don't know from South Korea <laughs> I'm gonna go with Gavin Tucker. Next up, there is a featherweight, another featherweight battle between Min Hakim De Wudu and Yoshinori Hori. Okay. <laughs> Hakim De Wudu is from Canada. Yoshinori Hori doesn't say where he's from. It's his debut. I'm guessing he's from Japan. That'd be my guess. I'm gonna go. With, then I'm gonna go with Hakeem dewudu the Canadians. I mean, it is in Canada, so it makes sense. All right. Next up, we have a women's bantamweight, no flyweight, women's flyweight battle between Alexis Davis and. Vivi Vivian Arujo. Aru, do I continue with the Canadians? Alexis Davis is Canadian. Or do I go Brazilian? Go Brazilian on this one. Vivian Aradu, Arajo. Arajo, maybe? Alright. Next up. We move on to the main card, which is on ESPN Plus, but it's ESPN Plus the pay-per-view version, so you have to get it. You have to get ESPN Plus to then get the pay-per-view from ESPN Plus. Um, first off, we have a middleweight battle between Power Bar Mark Andre Barra- Baralt and Wow I'm a Krasov Jotsko I don't know. That's a bunch of Z's and so if it's Larry Zabisco, Krzysztof Jotko. I think that's that's as close as I'm gonna get because it's lots of Z's and Y's and U's and, and F's and K's. But it kind of looks like Larry Zabisco, so I'm going with that. <laughs> Probably completely wrong. He's from Poland. The Mark Andre Baralta, or Barialt, or however Canadian way you're gonna say it. Is from Canada, but he's Power Bar. I'm gonna go with Power Bar. Marc Andre, French ne- Frenchy name. I say that I say that as if I don't have a French last name. Um, all right, <laughs> next. Okay, next up. Um, I think I missed something. I definitely missed something. Whoops. No, no, I don't think I did. What what did I do here? Oh, I got two fives. (laughs) Whoops. I can't count. Um, Just delete it. Okay, Sorry. I don't know how to compute I don't know how to compute well. I'm a computer. Alright, next up. (laughs) Sorry. Um... We have a lightweight battle between the Canadian gangster Oliver Aubin Mercier taking on Alakalets I don't know Armin Sar- Sarukian who's from Georgia but not that Georgia. The other Georgia. The country Georgia not the state Georgia. And obviously the Canadian just gangster is from Canada. But I'm going to go with Armin Sarukian, whose nickname I don't even understand. All right. Next up, we have a. Welterweight battle between Hands of Steel, Jeff Neal, and the illibrid Nico Price, both from the United States, so no Canadians involved. I'm going to go Jeff Neal. Alright, next up we have a women's flyweight Women's featherweight battle, the co-main event of the evening, if you will. It is Chris Cyborg, who's actually not Chris Cyborg, but whatever, for all intents and purposes, let's call her Chris Cyborg. And Phenom, spelled with an F, Felicia Spencer. It's Felicia Spencer, undefeated, she's from Canada. It's Chris Cyborg, obviously we know her history. She has two losses, wait, I know she lost to Amanda Nunez. Who was her other loss against... Um, she had no contests against Ruko Yamanaka Oh, she lost to Erica Pays In her first ever match Back in 2005 But she obviously lost to Amanda Nunes The last time out back in December So I don't know Can she bring it back Or does she get defeated by the phenom um, Felicia Spencer In her home country now nah, I'm going cyborg. And finally, in the main event of the evening, the featherweight battle for the heavy the featherweight championship of the world. What the hell just happened? Um, we have blessed Mark Holloway defending against the answer, Freddie Edgar. Um, now Max Holloway, interestingly enough, is coming off of a loss. You say how is that possible? He's the champion. Well, if you remember correctly, Max Holloway went to go went tried to be a um dual champion sh- champion. So he fought for the light heavyweight champ or the lightweight championship, I should say, back in April against Dustin Poirier, but he was defeated. So it's kind of interesting that he's now defending the featherweight title after a loss. with a... So, I don't know It's it's interesting It's an interesting Thing But maybe he was Out kicking his Um Coverage With going for the Lightweight title Um Should have stuck To the featherweight Yeah I'm gonna go I'm gonna go I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go With a Max Max Holloway There you go UFC 140 oh, 240 240 Coming up uh, This Saturday From Edmonton Um Canada Uh, Edmonton, Alberta, Canada Um, in um, yeah, Saturday night go check it out, Uh, find a bar or get ASPN Plus or whatever you want to do alright, let's move on now to turnbuckle time so there's no big pay-per-view coming up the WWE does have a show this weekend though so we'll talk about that in a moment Um, a couple reasonings behind it even happening but um First off, let's start off with uh, Raw Reunion, because that happened. Um, So, this uh, past Sunday, Sunday, Monday, whatever day it was, Monday, uh, they had Raw Reunion. Now, uh, one person I didn't even think of mentioning that wasn't listed was John Cena. So, of course, what happened? John Cena was the first one to come out. Now, no big surprise that he was there. I just didn't even, for whatever reason, I just didn't think of him when they were announcing all the names and he wasn't there. I thought of a bunch of other guys that they didn't announce, uh, but specifically... Yeah, John Cena. Um, Came out, did the thing with the Usos. Then Rikishi came out. um, Then the revival came out, and Devon Dudley. I don't want to go through everything that happened, but just kind of the main points of it were, you know, it didn't set up anything. I guess other outside of outside of um, Bray Wyatt attacking Mick Foley, it didn't set up anything. There was no reasoning for any of it. You know, it's like AJ Styles and the OC, as they're called now, like, had a match with, he had a match with Seth Rollins, but then Seth Rollins was helped by DX and the Click for some reason, which didn't really totally make any sense. Now, supposedly it was supposed to be Ricochet, but not sure what made one sense that would have really made either, other than, like, they just want to confront the club for doing the, too sweet thing i guess i i don't i don't know the the f- the final thing of the night was just a toast to raw for something and basically it was just like here's a bunch of guys that used to wrestle and stuff and they're all here and i'm steve austin and have a beer didn't stun anyone no one like current was out there I mean, you know, it popped the ratings a little bit, but I I don't know what the point of it was. Like, I mean, like, Raw 25, okay, that I got. It was the 25th anniversary of Raw. Made sense. This was just for no reason in the middle of July to spike ratings for whatever reason. But there was nothing behind it. It wasn't like, it's episode 1500 or whatever, or it's the 27th anniversary. There was no reasoning behind it, and it didn't really set up anything the 24-7 championship changed a bunch of times we've seen a bunch of people but i was like ultimately at the end of the day you knew either drake maverick or our truth were gonna get it back just because like well th- these people aren't sticking around so it's like what's the point of that and a bunch of people were just old and couldn't really do anything and i was like it's cool to see them but like you're giving a lot of tv time to set up nothing now the next night on SmackDown. Shawn Michaels was supposed to do commentary but then he ended up being on The Miz uh Miz TV which then brought out Dolph Ziggler and set up kind of a thing I don't think it's gonna lead to anything but at least that was building something for Dolph or Miz or I'm not quite sure what it's gonna lead to um but at least that was something for current people where as opposed to like I mean the Usos being with Akishi it's like okay it's like fine And, like, Seth Rollins being with the clique doesn't totally make a ton of sense. I don't know. I don't know. It was a lot of just disjointed stuff that was kind of like, oh, here's people for no reason. And it's fine if you do that every once in a while for a, a couple guys or whatever, but, like, having a whole bunch of guys do it and it not do anything for anyone just seemed a little unnecessary. Not that it wasn't fun to watch but it was kind of like what is what's the point of any of this um but yeah I don't know but yeah I'd say Smackdown the next night was a lot more interesting they set up a lot more stuff going forward um cause they didn't have to do anything with the older people who and by the way Sid didn't show up he apparently had a softball game so there you go <laughs> I, I don't know not sure what apparently Sid told them they couldn't he couldn't do it ahead of time but they didn't change the promotional information or something. I don't know. Not sure, but whatever. There we go. Um, NXT takeover and SummerSlam are sorting, sorting, starting to, um, come together. Um, so as I said, I don't even know if I remember if I said this or not last week. So the Adam Cole, Johnny Gargano match can be two or three falls with different stipulations for each fall. So Johnny Gargano chose a street fight for the first fall and then Adam Cole just chose a straight up match for the second fall or I'm not sure how I'm not quite sure uh, how they're going to do that um whose fall is which but that's the those are what they chose and then um um if it goes to the third fall which I'm sure it will William Regal will picked the third stipulation but he hasn't said yet um, Three Profits is defending against the Undisputed Era Tag Titles. And then Velveteen Dream is defending the North American Championship against Pete Dunne and Roderick Strong in a triple threat. So that's kind of cool. Those should be good matches. Um, but let's bounce. Alright, so SummerSlam so far. And we'll talk more about SummerSlam and NXT TakeOver in a couple weeks. Uh, we got Lesnar and Rollins, Universal Title. Becky Lynch, Natalia, W. Raw's Women. Bailey Amber Moon, WWE SmackDown Women. Um, Kofi Kingston, Randy Orton for WWE Championship. Kevin Owens versus Shane McMahon. If Owens loses, he quits WWE. Finn Balor versus Bray Wyatt, the fiend. Ben, the fiend Bray Wyatt. And I guess it's just gonna be regular Finn Balor, um, not demon Finn Balor, at least not yet, uh, not scheduled to be yet. Um, but another interesting match, which hasn't been announced officially, but was hinted at something happening. Uh, so Charlotte Flair got beat by Ember Moon on SmackDown because Bayley caused the distraction. But then Charlotte Flair flipped out and said, I should be the champion, blah, blah, blah. I should be in this match, blah, blah, blah. But instead, I'm going to have a match against someone else that's going to be better than Bayley or Ember Moon or whatever. Um, so it's in Toronto. There's a certain woman wrestler that's a lot, lot, lot of time... A lot of time, a lots of time. Champion. I don't know. I don't know how many um, Hall of Famer, and that is Trish Stratus. And supposedly Trish Stratus is going to fight Charlotte Flair at SummerSlam. Obviously, not official, but being that it's in Toronto, kind of makes sense. I mean, more so than Natalia fighting uh, Becky Lynch, even though she's from Canada, but she's from Calgary. But apparently, WWE just assumes Canada is its own is just, its its own thing. It's just one thing. Canada is just one thing. A uh, home country, I guess. But I don't know. Whatever. Fine. Fine. Let's move on. Um. Alright, so there you go. That That's the updates for SummerSlam. Um. Before we move on to Smackville, which is happening um, Saturday night from Nashville. Um. It's just apparently what hour special, so it's nothing huge. Um there's three matches listed we'll get to it in a second but why is this happening I guess is the question it kind of came out of nowhere it was announced Saturday night for whatever um, for, they have a show in Nashville so they're just gonna show some stuff from there on a one-hour special apparently rumor is that the reasoning behind this is well the other news I have today um, aew announced yesterday that their October 2nd their show on at TNT um, will start be live from Washington, D.C., and supposedly, according to the um, press release, it's going to be live every Wednesday from somewhere in the country, so, or different places, different cities. Um, So, it means they're going to be traveling, they're not going to record it and tape them ahead of time, they're not going to do big tapings, they're going to do them, or, you know, according to the press release, now this could obviously change, or the press release could not quite be accurate, but... Um, so every week they're going to go to a different city and do kind of a Raw or SmackDown show live on TNT. That's That seems risky to me, but okay. let's all Alright. To, to each his own. Um, it's coming on TNT, 8 o'clock, starting October 2nd, every Wednesday. Of course, the rumors are that FS1 is going to bring on NXT on Wednesdays. Um, but that's still only a rumor. And who knows exactly the details of that if it does... If it were to happen, but what does that have to do with Smackville? You say, well, given that AEW seemingly has a preference to run their pay-per-views or their big some of their shows Saturday nights rather than Sunday nights like WWE does, WWE is just kind of testing the waters to see, you know, if they decide somewhere to the Evolve show, um, they decide on a random Saturday. When potentially there's a AEW show, they want to put up some counter programming, whether or not, kind of last minute type of thing, they could put it on the network. So this kind of a testing for that apparently. So I don't know, we'll see. Um, more wrestling, something to watch on Saturday night, I guess. Um, so there we go, WWE SmackDown from Nashville, at the Bridgestone Arena. Uh, Saturday night starts at nine o'clock on the network. Nine o'clock Eastern on the network. Uh, there's three matches listed, although they've only na- they only said two on TV. So I don't know if necessarily this third match is going to happen, but they definitely said Shinsuke Nakamura versus Finn Balor um, will be taking place uh, for the Intercontinental Title. That's basically just house show. I don't imagine anything changing hands. So I'm saying Shinsuke Nakamura is either going to win. Or lose by disqualification in some manner. So there we go. Um, Elias is also going to be doing a performance. Gotta imagine Jeff Jarrett, even though he wasn't on Raw reunion, is potentially going to show up, given that it's in Nashville. I know he already did that at the Royal Rumble. They kind of had already had the thing, and then they did it maybe the next night on Raw or later again. Um, but I gotta imagine, since it's in Nashville, he's going to show up. Somehow, I don't know, or at least somebody, someone's gonna, someone's gonna interrupt him. I'm trying to think of other wrestlers from Nashville. I don't know Jeff Jarrett. Um, and then finally, well, sorry, and then Bailey versus Alexa Bliss. As far as Charlotte Flair is listed, I don't know that it's actually happening because they didn't say anything about it on TV. But in any event, I don't see Bailey losing the title given everything that just happened, setting up the match with Ember Moon and um charlotte Flair potentially fighting for stratus now also they mentioned they definitely mentioned this on tv and they're advertising it kofi kingston versus samoa joe versus Dolph ziggler and triple threat match for the w championship now it was kind of funny because like they're like oh you know kofi kingston chose randy orton to be his opponent at Summerslam because reasonings from 10 years ago whatever blah 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 but then Samoa Joe comes out and it was like they kinda didn't mention they were like, Well, it could be end up being some Joe that he fights because he's gonna match it. And like there should have been more of a confrontation there. They sorta didn't mention that, but then Randy Orton did end up uh giving a, a RKO to Smojo. Joe, but well I guess the thing that they sort of didn't mention was the Dol Ziggler thing. Now Dol Ziggler obviously had the confrontation with Shawn Michaels in the Maze earlier, where he super kicked Shawn Michaels. I don't know if that's leading. I don't. I still don't know what that's leading to, but something. So they kind of like didn't really mention that part. We're like, well, it could be Dolph Ziggler too that fights Randy Orton, but they did sort of mention Samoa Joe, I guess, because then Randy Orton did RKO Samoa Joe and Kofi Kingston, trouble and um Randy Orton. With that said, Kofi Kingston's one. <laughs> Will Randy Orton get involved potentially? Could see an RKO out of nowhere at the end of the end of the match or something. I'm assuming he's there. Uh, but there you go. Saturday Night, Smackville, Nashville, WWE Network. Which, by the way, a little bit news on the WWE Network. They're going to be re um, remodeling it, redoing it. A new version of it is going to come out. Uh, supposedly they're going to roll it out over the next week or so but for different devices. Now, see, I always watch it on the Roku, and the Roku one's completely different than any of the other ones, so I don't know if they'll necessarily change anything to the Roku one as opposed to, like, all the other ones that are on the the website and the ones that are on the PlayStations and the Amazons and whatever else. Um, So I don't know, but um, we'll see. We'll talk about it next time. Uh, Probably won't do an episode next week, but two weeks. We'll be back. Um, for SummerSlam. Biggest party of the summer. Biggest event of the summer. Whatever they want to call it. And NXT and whatever else I decide I don't want to talk about. And probably talk about Once Upon a Time in Hollywood and if I see other, any other movies. Potentially Hobbs and Shaw. I don't know. We'll see. But, uh, I just want to thank everyone for listening. I was, as always, go to the uh, blog at Uh Subscribe on Apple Podcast and or Stitcher. I just like to throw that and even though it doesn't make sense. Um, Follow me on Twitter at RazorVader. Obviously give me five stars and write a review. Let me know what you think of the show. Maybe some of your thoughts and whatever. Um, And that's going to do it. And I'll talk to you guys in a couple weeks. Later.